Shalom uvracha. Thank you so much for joining us. Very happy to have you with us. Tonight we're gonna talk a little bit about the simple faith that the Maker gives us all. And when a person finds himself that he has inner faith, he should know that it's a blessing. He should know that that gift was given to him by the Maker. To believe in Hashem is a merit, it's a privilege. It's written on Avraham, our father, that he believed in Hashem, and he was counting it as charity. For him, he was so full of gratitude that the maker of the universe is showing his face to him, revealing his existence, sharing his being with him, that he was so grateful that he felt that it was an act of charity, an act of mercy, to notify him that Hashem exists. Every time that you believe in the Maker, every prayer that you, that you put out to the air, you should remember it's a blessing. And we've been blessed that the Maker of the universe is allowing us allowing us to talk to him and to know him. If you would like, I will be very happy and honored to answer some of your questions tonight, comments or questions um, that you will ask. I will answer and respond to the questions and, and comments on YouTube that will be asked on YouTube and on Facebook, but unfortunately not on TikTok because um, of technical issues. Even though that the world is progressing very fast and technology is still limited. So if someone wants to ask questions, I would love to answer. Like I said before, with no doubt, to have faith in the Maker is the biggest blessing of them all. And like the, the verse is saying, Tov Adonai Lakol, Hashem is good for everything. And that's why it's such a blessing, because if a person is sick, he's calling his doctor. If a person is uh, in trouble, he's calling his lawyer. If someone has debts, he's calling his banker or his uh, father-in-law or whatever. But Hashem is good for everything. Hashem is good when you are in a need. You can talk to Hashem like you talk to your best friend. And just open your heart and you talk to Him in the most honest and simple way of them all. And that's what that is so beautiful and simple. That the Maker of the universe is available. And also to trust Him is 100% guaranteed trust. Means that definitely you will find the maker of the universe standing by your side if you will talk to him with truth. But if you're going to try to talk to your lawyer, to your doctor, it's not 100% that they will be able to help and to assist you in the things you need. Okay, to our first question. John asks, what happens when someone dies who is Jewish? Does he go to heaven? 
do Jews believe in afterlife? Okay, so uh, definitely the reward of a lifetime is based on his actions and not on his Judaism. And there were unfortunate Jewish people that violated um, the covenant in so many ways and became so wicked and awful that they definitely cut themselves from the tree of life. It's true that a Jewish person, um, because of the huge amount of obligations we have in mitzvot, so it most likely um, that a person will gain more mitzvot in his life and will be rewarded for many good things as a Jewish person. So probably like more chances that he will inherit eternal life in the world to come. But it all depends in the goodness of his actions and in his dedication to the truth. The religion itself does not just throw you in to the Garden of Eden. Um, now to the second question, definitely we believe in heaven, we believe in the world to come, and we believe in reward that um, that is the share of the righteous and pure ones that, that bought that merit, that achieved those great achievements for them to be worthy for eternal life with the Maker in His great illumination in the world to come. Um, but like I said before, not only to Jewish people, um, also to also to all good people, um, even like definitely Gentiles and on. They all um, we all have a place in the world to come. Thank you for your question. Abigail asks, "What's the best way to deal with suffering?" Um, thank you so much for asking. First of all, we know that many of us are going through tremendous amounts of suffering and we all need that answer. That question really um, reflects to everyone. It's a very important question. Um, I will tell you, um, there are many advice that are good for suffering. Like even a chocolate bar can help you once in a while and you should be aware to yourself and know what helps you, but uh, definitely that the question is not how to move the suffering for one minute or a moment, just how to solve the issues for them not to come back. So if really we want to solve the issue of suffering, for that the person should climb on that um, road of faith and really to become a very faithful and positive person for him to know that the mercy and the kindness of the Maker are endless, and to fight with all your might against all kinds of negative thoughts that are criticizing you and judging you and limiting you and lowering you and minimizing you and humiliating you, and to make them your enemy but not for another struggle and another suffering and battles, just for you to know that that is the thing that takes you down, to stay away from that kind of approach and all day long to go with positive thoughts and to look at yourself and to remember 
that your fallings and your downs and your difficulties and your challenges are not your fault. You found yourself coming out to this world with no choice to a house that no one asked you anything about, the neighborhood, the community, society around you, the generation, the weather, no one ever asked your opinion about it. And since you were born, you were judged and criticized and humiliated and rejected and hurt in so many ways that hurt your self-esteem. And now as that gentle and fragile person that you became, you need to deal with life. It's a heavy task. It's a big mission. It's not an easy thing. So you have to be your best friend, super, ultra, extra best friend, and to support yourself with all your powers and always to build yourself and to build people around you and not to judge and not to criticize people, just to be positive and to try to walk between the drops and to try to survive and to hold on and to speak with the maker of the universe as much as you can and to recharge your batteries as much as you can with positive learnings from spiritual and positive and happy people and not by negative and troublemakers that are just like judging and criticizing and bossing you around what you should do and what you have to do and what will happen to you if you won't do that always remember the maker is way more merciful and kind than those teachers than those rabbis than those um uh, inspirational so-called um speakers just remember the mercy the meaning of the word mercy is to give something good to someone even if he's not worthy so the mercy of the maker of the universe are endless they never end so they're surely enough for you even if you messed up million times even if you messed up 800 million times the mercy and kindness of the maker are endless his love is an unconditional love and walk with that and work to restore that faith deep in your heart and to establish that mindset as your main way of thinking and always to talk to him and to ask for his mercy to reveal themselves in our eyes in a language that we will be able to understand thank you Linster has a two-part question. This is the first part. Good evening, Rav, from rural Ireland. Two things on my mind. One, outside of Hitzbudadut, can one talk in one's mind during the day? For example, if one is among other people and they start bothering them. So, to talk with yourself, that's the question. Talk with the maker, like in your you own mind? like talk to Hashem in his mind during the day outside of people. Okay, yes. So thank you so much for the clarification. Yes, definitely. This is one of the aspects of Hidbodedut. There is no problem with prayer in your thoughts. Even Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, when he is describing that aspect of individual prayer only in the thoughts, so he is writing that even if the person is just sitting somewhere and wanting to talk to Hashem, but he cannot. So it means that he's thinking about talking with the maker, but he's not able to bring out 
any words to Hashem, that is also very good. It's a very good thing to do, to think and to pray in your thoughts. I had a friend that was in big trouble. His son was in hospital in very complex condition. And he told me, like in, in a certain day that I came visiting him, that yesterday night he was trying to do Hidbodadut and to talk to Hashem, but he was not able to speak. And then he said to Hashem in his thoughts, Toda Hashem, thank you Hashem, Shomeashtika, that you listen to my silence. Hashem is all over the place. Hashem is inside our hearts. The most powerful um, main spiritual experience that I experienced once was in the beginning of my tshuva that really led me to do tshuva, committed me to do tshuva, was that I had a thought in my mind, a question in my mind, and suddenly another person came and answered my question. He answered my thought. I was not expressing my question in any other way rather than thinking about it with myself and then someone came and answered to me in that moment i knew that hashem he hears my thoughts and he is inside of me that was the changing point to that began all my tshuva process so definitely hashem is with you with us inside our thoughts and you can talk to him Outside of the Hidbodadut, it's a beautiful, powerful, and great thing to do. And we have several more questions. His, the second part of um, his question is your advice about singing during davening. Can one use tunes composed by non-Jews in a holy way like during Hidbodadut? Definitely, in 100%. And Rabbi Nachman of Breslev is saying that as well. And Rabbi Nachman of Breslev never said Jewish or not Jewish. He said kosher or not kosher. When you say kosher, it doesn't mean Jewish. You, you can find a Jewish person that will be super not kosher. It, like when Rabbi Nachman wrote the word kosher on a kosher player, a person who is playing music, he definitely spoke about a person that his heart is aimed with good intention. So if you're asking if you're allowed to use tunes and musics that are not played by a kosher player, so also on that I will answer definitely. The answer is yes, because when you are um, praying with that tune, so you're uplifting that tune from its original place, and you are most probably correcting it and fixing it and uplifting it to a very high place, back to its root. Next question from Ganda. Shalom Rav, I've just started my way to God. I'm overwhelmed with all mitzvot, especially the spiritual ones. What is your advice to start with to enhance my prayer and my spiritual life? Thank you. Um, first of all, welcome. I'm happy to hear that you think that you started your way to God right now. I think that you started your way to God um, several lifetimes ago. Maybe your awareness jumped to a higher level just now. So welcome to the new level. But uh, Hashem was with you during this lifetime from the moment you were conceived 
and in earlier lifetimes definitely Hashem was there with you always holding you embracing and hugging and carrying you in any step of the way now to begin and climb and rise into mitzvot keeping um, definitely we need to remember a um, few rules the first and main rule is that it's better to keep less mitzvot with the right intention means while being happy and balanced and good and positive then to keep all the mitzvot or it means to try to keep as much as possible while dropping things off your hands means taking too much on yourself is not the right way so it's better to take one thing that you feel comfortable with and to practice that and then to see if you're able to do something else and to add that thing into your daily routine and from one day to the next things will get easier for you you're going to learn more you're going to understand more that's a very important rule second is that even if you failed if you messed up the maker is still receiving joy and pleasure from your effort and your work even though that you made a mistake for an example if you have an elder wise child and he's coming with a great vocabulary and using very sophisticated amazing words and talking to you in a very intelligent way you will enjoy his speech but if you have a two years old kid that just learns how to mumble and talk and he will make them like so many mistakes he will make vowel mistakes and like grammar mistakes and he will switch the order of the words he will make all the mistakes that he possibly can you will enjoy his speech much more than the intelligent elder um learned child of yours and that's how the maker looks at us he's looking at us as his children and if you're new and if you're just beginning, the maker is receiving the greatest joy from you as well. The last point that I'm going to share on this topic is that mitzvot between people are more precious and important to Hashem than mitzvot between a person to Hashem himself. Means that mitzvot of charity, being friendly, being nice, working on your attributes, not to be angry, not to be upset, are more important than mitzvot of um, that Hashem is obligating you to His honor, like um, like even like Shabbat, even like uh, tefillin, or like any other mitzvah that is for heaven for Hashem. So to do the maximum that you can on mitzvot that are between people is much more important than to focus your mind on mitzvot that are between you to Hashem. But again, I'm going to the first thing that I said. The most important thing is to go one step at a time and not to push yourself too much and just to try to add a little bit each day. And with the time, you're going to look back and be very happy and proud of yourself that you achieved so much. Thank you and good luck. <coughs> Raul asks, Shalom Rav. What do you do when you are, what, what do you do when you are, what are you supposed to do when religiously, when you feel like you're doing a lot, but still not feeling like you're getting any closer to Hashem? So it takes us to the same um, place that we were just talking about. 
מוטב לעשות מעט בכוונה מהרבות בלא כוונה. It's better to do less with the right intention than to do more with a wrong intention. A wrong intention does not mean a bad intention, but sometimes we're not able to focus and to take too much on ourselves. So it's better to do certain things until you will achieve a certain completion, a, a, a certain level of achievement that will already um, reflect back, that you're already going to feel satisfied doing it. Means, let's say you want to learn Torah. There are hundreds of books that a person can learn each day that are so important, but who has the time for 100 books? Okay, 10. Also, 10 books are a lot. But how can I learn less than 10 books? I must learn Halakha, I must learn Kabbalah, I must learn the Chumash, I must learn uh, Navi, Prophets, I must learn Mishnayot, Gemara, like what I'm going to do with no Zohar Kadosh, Hasidut, Rabbi Nachon of Breslev. So like, how will I, be, where will I begin? And like Halakha, so many books, Kabbalah, so many books, Hasidut, so many books. What will a person do? It's better to take one book at a time and to read it and to enjoy the learning. Always a person should learn topics that brings happiness and joy to his heart. And then you will feel satisfaction and closeness to Hashem. So do a little bit less, but with stronger intention, and you will find comfort and happiness in that way. And then with happiness, you'll be able to take another thing into your daily schedule and to rise to the path of the holy and righteous ones. Albert and Ness ask, how does one overcome sexual lust? So, it's um, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev is saying that that is the hardest addiction of them all. And in the same time, he is explaining that that is the biggest imagination of them all. And by explaining that that lust is actually an imagination, you can understand that it is in your power to control your thoughts. When a person is full of those negative thoughts, that lust that is surrounding his brain and wrapping him from inside, he feels like he does not have a choice. He's overwhelmed with those thoughts and he's full of passion and he's like so excited about that thing and he must find a way to, to, to take that burden off. He must like clean himself from that lust. But the truth is that if he will receive now an important phone call or something like that, something urgent will happen. So as if there was nothing at all, like smoke in the air, it's going to disappear and will be gone. Like one phone call will just take you out of the room and do something else. So make that phone call. Break those thoughts. Remind yourself that it's only a thought. You're not really trapped in anything. There is no real physical attachment that is holding you attached to that lust. Increase your awareness and there are many ways to do that with Hidbodedut, with going to the mikveh, with saying Tikkun Klali by Rabbi Nachman of Reslev, the special 10 chapters of Tehillim. Many sgulot and many powerful tools to fight that battle. 
I suggest to try to learn more online or maybe to email us and we're going to try to answer in length. But in general, there are many advice to help for purification and for holiness achieving. But the main thing is to know it's only in your mind. It's only in your thoughts. And if you will be strong to break those thoughts and to escape from them, to do something else, to jump out of your quiet zone, weird, weary zone of that lust into a place with people, into opening the window, into making a phone call to a friend outside of town or like doing something with your life that will dissolve in the wind as smoke. Thank you so much. I appreciate um, your good intention to ask questions and I will happily do this great um, session with you again soon. I think it's a very good idea. I think that many people um, will benefit from this kind of classes, not only the ones that will be answered now, also the ones that are um, that having the same questions and will be able to watch those videos online. Thank God we have our wonderful website, emuna.com. Please check that website. Guys, we're working so hard to improve our website and to make it better each day. Visit our website, emuna, E-M-U-N-A-H.com, a wonderful website. We have a store over there with my books, books that I wrote, with CDs of music that I composed and sang songs in Hebrew, in English. You can find children books and adult books. There are many, many um, free content um, for download, also books of other righteous authors and many interesting uh, things to view over there. There are great free thousands of classes based on um, search on topics. You can find cure to many of, of your troubles um, over there in our website. You can support our work. We're a nonprofit organization. You can do that on a monthly basis and join our Amuna Circle, the closest member group of ours, and as well as a one-time donation. You can search our information on social media outlets. You can look for Rav Dror on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and on. We're all around. Thank you. May Hashem bless you with much happiness and great success. And we'll see you again tomorrow, same time, same place. May Hashem bless you all.